You are listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. So I grew up in a family where we said a lot. If we were going up to our rooms to do homework, we'd kiss our parents and tell them, I love you. If my folks were just running out to the store to get milk, they'd plant a kiss on our foreheads and tell us, I love you. We said it all the time, and then I'd go to my friend's houses, and sometimes I'd notice that their dad just went to Home Depot and just walked out the door without saying anything, and I was like, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> For my family, I love you was kind of, in a way, like saying goodbye. <laughs> it was easy to say. But as many of you know, uh, though my family said I love you a lot, there were still a lot of problems that I've spent thousands of dollars in therapy trying to heal from. And yet, as I look back, the interesting thing is my memories of what I, what I experienced in my childhood, what I was feeling in that moment, they, they aren't memories of living through a battlefield. As I was living in it, even with the abuse and the rage and the latent homophobia, I felt life was really easy. I felt protected. I felt loved. And so I I just have to believe that it was the free-flowing reminders that I was beloved that allowed me to survive the assault to my psyche and my heart that I actually was enduring. And while many a psychologist would say that those words, I love you, didn't represent the kind of love that I actually needed, I beg to differ. Because it's as if my parents were so their love, so willing to just pour into us nonstop, precisely because they knew that they were fallible human beings that they wouldn't let their brokenness as human beings stop them from reminding us that there was always this, this divine promise that there is more than just screws in our failures. There is a promise that we are loved. And it was as if love they kept signaling to us about over and over that it, was, it wasn't just human love, but it was a love that never On today, the the feast of the baptism of our Lord, I just have to wonder if my parents threw love around so recklessly because they were baptized. And though, though they never spoke of their baptism in this way, perhaps the power of the love that comes to us in these waters had seeped into their synapses because when they spoke of God's love, it sounded a lot like the parents who say, I love you for almost no reason. It's the kind of love we never have to fear we will lose. Although sometimes I wonder how many times my folks 
themselves wondered, who are we to give away so much love? And yet they did it anyway. And I'm so grateful that they did. But, but all this got me to thinking a lot this week about our, our human tendency to, to fear love, to want to protect ourselves from love, to guard our hearts and, and ration out love only when we feel it's safe. Love is the one thing that we crave the most, and yet it's, it is the one thing we fear the most. So, so we measure it out bit by bit, and we hold ourselves back from saying those words, I love you. But in today's gospel, we hear about a God who does not hold back because when, when Jesus steps into the Jordan River, the words, I love you, this is my beloved in whom I am well pleased, spill out from the lips of God, rip through the clouds and come pouring into the ears of Jesus and everyone who stood on the banks that day, yearning to know they were God's beloved too. Baptism is God's love song to Jesus. And through Jesus, it is God's love song to us too. And it's a love that is not guarded or measured out, but ripples out to everyone without exception, without condition. I love that in the gospel, the baptism of Jesus is the the first thing that happens after 30 years of no information about the life of Christ. <laughs> we, we hear the story, I, this is something I, lo- I remind almost every year, and I love to remind you of this, that we, we hear about the, the story of Jesus' birth and, and some of the other gospels in Matthew. We hear about the magi, the gold, the frankincense, and myrrh, the escape from Egypt, and the return to Nazareth. Nazareth. But then we hear nothing until the day Jesus comes to John asking to be baptized. This means that as as Jesus goes down into the water, he does so to our knowledge as a totally normal and unremarkable human being. As Jesus goes down into the water, it's before the healings, before the feeding of the 5,000s, before the crucifixion and before the resurrection before Jesus has undertaken a single piece of his ministry, Jesus goes down into the water, and as he comes up, God says, this is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. God is pleased with Jesus without requirement. Because God's love for Jesus is is not based on what he has done or not done. God loves Jesus because Jesus belongs to God just like we belong to God. All of us belong to God. And and that's the gift of baptism. We are invited to wade into the water alongside Jesus and claim our belovedness for ourselves. That this is my beloved child, my beloved Shannon, my beloved Alice, my beloved Tracy, my beloved Steve. And in you, God is well pleased. Baptism is God's promise of love to all of us, not because we're good, not because we are ordained or made the commitment 
bread perfectly this week. Uh, is it there? <laughs> Thank you, Linda, or Carrie. Uh, God's love to all of us is not because we are good. It is not because we believe the right things, but because we belong to God. Baptism is God's love song to us where we take the radical step of claiming that love, of stepping into that river with Jesus and hearing those words and believing them for ourselves. And actually, not necessarily because we even fully believe it, but because we need the kind of love that doesn't hold back to save us from the the small measure of love that we carefully measure out on our own. Because the waters of baptism are are God's promise that when we, we feel we are out of love, when we have run out, when we have no more to give, that God will give us more. I mean, just like these past weeks where the shootings happened, I mean, there was a shooting right here on this block. Fires raged in Boulder where many of you live. And we've had to hunker down again from Omicron. I mean, in times like these, it can feel like we have little of anything to share, uh, much less love. (laughs) Because these traumas are draining. And so we hunker down and hold on to what little love we feel we have. You know, but the funny thing is I, I found that that doesn't even work. It's not like if we hold on to our love that we're going to like come out on the other side with the same amount. Uh, <laughs> because the, I feel like in my experience, maybe it's totally different for you, but for me, the longer I hold on to my love and don't give it away, the more it just withers away. I'm left with less than I started with. And so the vision found in these waters of baptism is that we do not have to fear running out of love. We can give it away because God will continue to supply us with more. If we can just be reminded of the promise found here, which is that we are all God's beloved, not just to make us feel warm and fuzzy, not we are God's beloved individually, but we are God's beloved in order to love others. God pours love into us so that we can give it away. But without the, without the promise of never-ending love found in these waters, our love will never be enough. This is why the font is out and full of water at every liturgy. Uh, At least it was (laughs) pre-pandemic. But today it is back. And it will stay back (laughs) until we get a letter from the bishop. (laughs) It's here for all who pass through this space to dip your finger in and trace the sign of the cross on your forehead and remember that you are God's beloved. Uh, But also that that asshole who cut you off in traffic on the way to church is too. Uh, I hate that part. (laughs) 
uh, which reminds me of something that I say that often. I say here and on this day, which is that here at Half-Ass, we talk a lot about our open table, but we also have an open font. We don't say it every week. We do about the table, so I'll say it again here on my annual, my annual delivery. <laughs> here at Half-Ass, we have what is called an open font, which means that everyone without exception is welcome to these waters of baptism, which for us is the sign of how madly God loves us, all of us. Waters do not belong to you only if you have been baptized. <laughs> They're open and available to all of us. You know, about 20 years ago, I went to the Jordan River in Israel, and in February 2020, right before the pandemic, I went back. And once again, I was surprised to find that it's really nothing more than a really muddy stream. It's totally unimpressive. But 2,000 years ago, it was worse. It was the sewer system for all of Judea. It was one of the dirtiest places around. And if you set foot in that stream, you were at least temporarily considered ritually unclean. Baptism was radical. Baptism was a rejection of all the notions of purity and the lines that were drawn between people, labeling this one as dirty and this one as clean. Baptism was the sign of God reordering the whole world and saying enough with the walls and the laws that keep people apart. Because through baptism, God has promised her love to all of us without exception. Therefore, how can we hold this water back? In a world full of walls and razor wire and families excommunicating each other from Christmas dinner over Facebook posts. <laughs> Sound familiar? <laughs> In a world so ready to draw lines where God would have none, how then can we hold this water back? This water belongs to you. It belongs to us. It belongs to us all. It is the promise that we are beloved. So come to this water. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org and click on Give.